0: Welcome to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula.
1: We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost.
0: Yeah, so let's get to it.
1: Well, welcome back. We're so excited that you're listening, and this is going to be a fun episode because this is new. We're actually recording at night. If you followed us or been listening to us, when we talk about marriage, Paul and I either have a cup of coffee every morning or we take a walk at night. And instead of having a cup of coffee in the morning, we've been recording podcasts. But tonight, because of our travel schedules, uh, we're doing this at night. And so instead of a walk, we're going to be a little fatter and a little happier tonight <laughs> recording this. So,
0: Well, for any of you who know us at all, I can be a little interesting after a certain time at night. So
1: yes, yes I said we have to film the, record this before 9 o'clock at night or yeah. we could be uh, yeah, you yes, hit my getting limit. all so, sorts of questions after that. It could that. be an
0: interesting time.
1: Yeah, so we're so excited and we have an interesting episode. We have a question that we want to discuss that actually wasn't written into us, but it was one I had on an uh, airplane yesterday. I was flying back from uh, speaking in Texas and... I was stuck on the tarmac for a couple hours in Houston in a storm and a lady next to me started a conversation because she actually heard, (laughs) random stories, that I was a pastor. I don't run around saying I'm a pastor, but there was a person on the plane who actually knew me from Tampa and said, oh, Pastor Doug. And she goes, oh, you're a pastor? And that opened up doors that I got to share with her. But she was just pouring out her heart because her sister had uh, complications from COVID and she passed away. Mm. And... Here she was going, I don't understand it. I'm a woman of faith, but why did God allow this to happen? I begged him to take me instead of her because I'm not married. I'm older. I'm not married. I don't have kids. She's married. She has kids. Lord, don't take her. But she passed away. Hmm. And in her voice, I just heard the question that, that so many of us have. There's a disappointment with God. Why did this happen? Why did you allow this to happen? I believe in you. I prayed to you. Why did this happen? And it, it really got me thinking, this this is something we need to discuss because, you know, we don't talk about this in church. I've never seen somebody stand up in the middle of a church service and say, um, excuse me, could I talk for a second? I'm disappointed with God. <laughs> can we talk about this? You know, we kind of dress up a little bit. We're smiling. We're happy. We should. We should rejoice in the Lord, but at those quiet moments— we have to admit there's times when we're disappointed with God.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And we're kind of walking through our own disappointment right now. I don't know how I feel about that word. Yeah. Um, it seems like an awfully strong word to say about God, but I think we may be can feel that in our own hearts, we're disappointed in our situation, um, or maybe we really are disappointed with God. But as we are walking through this as a family, I think the best theology uh, is lived down on the battlefield, and that really is where we begin to see what we really believe, and we've talked about that in some previous podcasts on prayer and some other things. And as we are walking through this, um, just to catch you up, if you're new at listening to our podcast, we had three granddaughters born in April, which brought us up to 18, which is incredible. Um, The last one who was born has been diagnosed as of just a couple of days ago with a genetic, I don't want to use the word defect, that is not right, but there's a genetic issue And so Sage Grace will be our special needs, uh, special, special granddaughter as we walk through the rest of our lives. And so we're weathering this as a family. Our daughter and our son-in-law are doing really well considering there was a number of weeks of waiting. Um, There was failure to thrive. Nobody knew what was wrong. And so the waiting part was hard, 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 hard. And the diagnosis is, is just as hard. So as we were answering these own questions in our own life and thinking through this, it's not the first time that we have faced things like that. We actually had a murder in our family. We lost another grandchild. So it, this is not new to us, but every situation when you walk through this is new, even if you've walked through it before. In fact, somebody said that to me today. They said, well, we know that you've weathered other stuff. And, and they meant it in a good way uh, in the sense of like we could pull from what we had in the past. And, and that's true to a point. Yeah. Um, but it's also new.
1: I love um, what you said there because it is a it is a confronting phrase, disappointment with God. And, and we know theologically, and I'm sure there's some scholars out there who are like, wait a minute, that's not right. You shouldn't be disappointed with God. We should trust in God's sovereignty. We, and yes, we know the theology, but there's also life where there's pain. There's just hurt. Yeah, and there's, there's just expectations sorrow. that aren't yeah. met. Yes, and so you read in the Bible, of how many times you read were men and women of God who love God and trusted God, yet they ripped their clothes, they tore their clothes in anguish and sorrow and falling to the ground in pain. And so mm-hmm. yes, you know, disappointing with God. No, it doesn't mean we don't love Him anymore. It doesn't mean we're not faithful believers, but mm-hmm. we're just being honest. Our hearts hurt. When things don't go the way we think it should go. Now, we're going to talk about some of the theology with this, but, and if you've listened to our other podcast recently, we've brought up about prayer. How do you pray during these times when you don't know? And we've discussed that, but now that we know, and this sorrow, there's a reality. Mm -hmm. Now, how are we walking through this? And we just wanted to share with you how we were, because it became acute to me yesterday on that airplane. Um, actually it was funny I started to share a little bit about Sage Grace but she didn't want to hear anything about my pain she wanted mm. to talk about hers and so I let her and that was great but it made me just reflect on when when we have something that disappoints us it's all we're consumed with yes yeah. that so is true And you stub that little toe you mm-hmm. don't think about the other nine no. You know, it just becomes a thing we're focused on. So yeah. That's kind of a weird illustration. I No, oh, maybe
0: not. <laughs> it was in the moment. Yeah. So, And I've used this word, heart sore. I'm not heart sick, because that denotes that there's no hope. I'm heart sore. I'm sad. As we walk through this, people have asked me, how are we doing? And and that's why I say I'm sad, but I'm also filled with hope. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today as we continue
1: on. I want to digress for a second already. I, I want to discuss the theology of that, just because... We've heard some things that have really shocked us. Um, we've heard the, the question that the disciples asked Jesus when they saw the blind man, like, who sinned here? Who, why was sage grace like this? Did somebody do something wrong? Is it No, this genetic defect is just, it happens. It's a thing that happens one out of every ten to 20,000 people, they say, that this could happen just randomly. Nobody did anything wrong, but yet somebody, when we see something wrong, we always want to kind of a blame somebody and assign it to somebody. And I love what Jesus- Or
0: assign it to something.
1: Yes, exactly. And you so know? when the disciples in John 9, I mean, that's a great passage for people to study because they ask, who sinned, this this man who was born blind or his parents? And Jesus' response was kind of just. I bet he just looked at them, kind of glared at them for a second. He goes, <laughs> "You know, n- neither of them." I mean, Jesus like nobody sinned here, but this was so that God could be glorified, so the works of God could be displayed in him. He actually says, and mm-hmm. and that's powerful. And so nobody sinned here. But then then other people kind of said some other things of, um, just hurtful things of that there was something wrong. No, no, we're not sad because anybody did anything wrong. We're sad because, this, and here's your theological point we want to make. If you go into a disappointment, and it's nobody's fault. Now, there's some things people suffer because it's their own fault. Mm -hmm. But when it's nobody's fault, it's because this isn't how the world's supposed to be. The world is not supposed to be this way. We were not supposed to be born with defects. In the Garden of Eden, no, it wasn't that way. This is the result of a fallen world. yeah. And so that's what we just want to, if you're going through something, that that's pretty important to remember. If, if it's something that's in God's sovereign control, then don't try to blame somebody. Don't try to find fault with somebody. You didn't have enough faith and those kind of things. Mm. No, 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 no. This thing's happening then in the Then it puts world. the
0: responsibility on us when we say things like that. We've had people say that through the years. We've watched people sometimes do that. In our 40 years of walking with Jesus, we've about heard it all, yeah. <laughs> for good or for bad. Yeah. Um, and so it is that that component of, first of all, be careful what you say. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> just weep with those who weep. Yeah, verbal processing is not something you want to do in the midst of someone's pain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just have to understand at the end of the day, one of the great verses that comes out of Matthew 5.45, the sun rises on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust.
1: Yeah, I always memorize as the rain falls on the just and the unjust, but I guess I didn't memorize that quite right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there's different translations.
1: Yeah, well. Which is another podcast. Guess, yes, Actually, <laughs> yes. that one's coming up in a few weeks, I think. It'll be after this one, No, I can't wait for that. Oh, actually, I think by the time this airs, our YouTube ver- on which version of the Bible. So, wait, it's digression, shameless plug. But I am so passionate. Of- Paula and I are so passionate about the Word of God and understanding the Word of God Go right now. Uh, No, not if you're driving, don't go, but go to the (laughs) Serving Beyond Borders YouTube channel and watch the video, which version of the Bible. We need to be people of the Word of God, not people's opinions about the Word of God, but the Word of God. And that's a great verse. Uh, You you really have to think about that for a second. Do you believe? Can you live with this fact that the rain falls on the just and the unjust? That good things happen to bad things. People and bad things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Christians don't get this genetic defect. Only you know non Christians get it. No, no, no. It happens to different people because we all live in a fallen world.
0: Yeah, and we're all subject to that because of the fallenness.
1: Yeah. So, be, let me go on another rabbit trail. For I, I teach all young pastors this, and this is really important because this is. I want to make sure you understand what we're talking about here. I tell a pastor when somebody comes into your office and they have a problem and they start sharing it, you're going to have to make one of the most important decisions a person can make when doing counseling, biblical counseling. You have to listen to the problem and ask yourself in your mind: Is their problem because they did not obey the word of God, or is their problem just because we live in a fallen world mm-hmm. and it was the sovereign plan of God? So uh, uh, let me give you an example. There are. Cases where people, we have a person I know who got cancer and they were so mad at God. Why did he allow this to happen? Why did he allow this to happen? And I literally had to choke back because they were in a bad position. I couldn't say the truth of going, but you smoked cigarettes for 70 years. You 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 can't blame God for that one necessarily. You you were addicted. We're not supposed to be mastered by anything according to 1 Corinthians 6, you know, 6.12 if you want to look up the verse. You know, so, so that was some of their fault. You can't blame God when you have a choice. But then there's also the woman who didn't do anything. She lived a healthy lifestyle. It was just random. And she got breast cancer. It wasn't because of her lifestyle. It just happened. And if you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, You Oh, I'm so sorry God allowed that. When you disobey God's word, you're giving wrong comfort. But then when you Mm. say, well, if you didn't have enough faith or if you would have been a true Christian, you wouldn't have got that. And you say that to somebody who just had the rainfall on them, well, that's bad, bad theology, and you've just hurt a person in their walk with Jesus. So for any of you who do counseling or ministry like that.
0: Or make disciples.
1: (laughs) Well, we all make disciples. Yes,
0: so anybody should hear this. Exactly. (laughs) So
1: just be careful ask for wisdom and the Lord will show it to you. Was this because they didn't follow the Bible? Then show them the word of God so they can repent and correct. Or is this in the case of our daughter and son-in-law? Nobody did anything wrong. Sage Grace didn't sin. Their parents didn't sin. We didn't sin. This isn't a generation. They didn't have
0: too many kids. Yeah. Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Children are a gift from the Lord. First, I mean, Psalm 127 says, Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. It's Children are a gift. They're a good thing. And yet we've had people say, well, Why did they have so many kids? Uh oh, <laughs> this is where I might commit a sin. It's called murder. <laughs> and I don't, and Paul holds me back. I mean, can you believe how we can hurt people who are hurting? Mm. And, I, and maybe I've done it so I don't want to act all smug here if I maybe I've said a stupid thing to a person yeah. at the wrong time but
0: I think most of us can relate with that we yeah. probably have we've yeah. walked away from something and just gone oh
1: <laughs> remember yeah. back in the day Paul when we were pastoring that small church in Ohio we made the whole congregation learn because I needed to learn it so I thought as a lead pastor I might as well just have the congregation learn it with me Proverbs ten nineteen. <laughs> we had the whole congregation remember with many words transgression is unavoidable but he who restrains his lips is wise. Oh wow! So sometimes when people are hurting, it's just good to just sit and weep with them. And yeah. Not really give a theological. Yeah. So just because we're talking about it on a podcast, believe me, we've had a chance to process since we've heard the news and and not try to come up with answers and theological points we can make. We just cried and worshiped before the Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Because. The- Oh, go on. No, you jump right in. <laughs> I, here is an old school saying. Uh, I pulled out of my file just uh, thinking about this recently because I was just looking about disappointment with God. And in fact, we'll talk in a second why we use that phrase. It, it really there was a book that changed our world way back in the day after my stepfather was even murdered, and how do you process something like that? But life is not like a DVD player, you know. We simply can't fast forward the bad parts. We have to live through them. Now, I know for you younger listeners, what's a DVD? And you just, you know, you skip through your your Spotify song list and yeah. go to the good songs. and Put that uh,
0: cursor on and move it forward. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, works.
1: But, but yeah, we, we live through some bad parts of life and we become disappointed at times.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when we talk about, you know, the word tragedy, we've had some people say this. Um, it's a tragedy. And we were thinking about that word and... Yeah, tragedy denotes something that is hurtful and hard and all of those things. And yeah, it is hurtful and hard. It is. But you know, one of the things that Doug and I were talking about in our conversations, like he said at the beginning, we're really sitting on the couch across from each other. We aren't. But that's what these are born out of, is what really does constitute a tragedy. And so we were talking about this and we were saying, you know, if Sage... Had nothing wrong with her. And she grows up and she disgraces the name of God by her own choices. That's a tragedy.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm- I'd love to ask that. I mean, when people ask about, you know, tragedies with happening, like my stepfather, my stepfather was murdered at 57 years old. He's the one who led Paul and I to the Lord. He's the one who encouraged us to get married when everyone was against it. But he pointed us to what the Bible said about marriage and that we should be married. And, and it was an amazing thing. And we're so thankful for him. And right before Mm. the wedding, he was murdered. And, 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 you know, that, People, oh, what a tragedy. Yes, it's a sadness for us. Well, for him, he's in heaven. Mm. So you can't feel sorry, sorry for the person who passed away. Because if they're a believer, they're in a better place. But, but what is, is that a tragedy or a tragedy that he fell away from the faith and actually became a stumbling block who, who hurt people on their walk with Jesus? That's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. We don't think that way. We, oh, just life and death. It's all life and death. It's all about here. You know, here. Yeah. If, if Sage would grow up and be a blasphemer of the name of Jesus Christ, then I thank the Lord for her special needs. Mm. If that was going to be the case, and maybe what, I don't know God's plan. I'm not going to sit here and say God knows, well, he does know, but I know what God <laughs> knows. I don't know what God knows. But, mm. but you know, just remember this. Romans 8.28 is not a cliche. It is the word of God. All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And so... All things good, all things hard. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean people kind of use that as a cliche, but no, you should quote it as the word of God. When bad things happen, you're going to go, I don't see it. I don't know how, but I believe that God is going to use this for good because of who he is. And so that was the first thing we said about Sage. And and I know, I know modern psychology can say, I'm in denial and I'm not in touch with my feelings and I'm going, no way. I'm always going to be in touch with the word of God first versus my feelings. Yeah. And I'll let the word of God dictate and help me with my feelings. Now I cried. I well, I don't even cry that much. And I was very, very tearful and sorrowful when I heard the news. But but I'm gonna trust God. And we have to trust God. And so use that verse not as a cliche, but as a promise, as a truth from God's word.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it is true. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the midst of it, we talked about this in a previous podcast because we were talking before diagnosis came. And we were saying, you know, we're going to trust God in the midst of it no matter what, and we are, and it's true. And so whether it's a pre-diagnosis, whether it's a post-diagnosis, whether you're in the middle of the valley, that is, as we've said before, where our theology becomes real to us. Is God good or is he not?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so one of the reasons I, we called this podcast Disappointment with God is because of a book that we read years ago by Philip Yancey. And I remember... I do remember, I used to buy them by the case oh, yeah. and literally hand yes. them out to people. If I met anyone who was going through a, a tough time or questioning God, I would give them this book. It, and it's not the end all. The Bible is the end all book, but it was a book that was honest enough to wrestle with disappointment with God. Yeah. And in fact, if you read it, he wrote a book before it called, um well, what was his first one? Where is God when it's hurting? uh um, I forget. <laughs> How brilliant is that? But he, Philip Yancey wrote a book about the problem of pain, but physical pain. I think pain. it's Where is God When It Hurts? Yeah, Where is God When it's hurt? Something like that. Google search it, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I guess we should be wired while we're doing these things, and then we <laughs> could do that. But... But people were writing in him writing into him saying, "Yes, that's great with physical pain, but what do I do when I'm suffering from depression? and I have no reason to be depressed, but I can hardly get out of bed and and a, and another woman who wrote about her special needs child and saying, my husband, our marriage fell apart, and I've lost my life savings trying to get treatment for our daughter. Where is God in the midst of this kind of pain? Not just physical pain, but the emotional pain. And he wrote this book in response to that. And so it's called Philip Yancey. It's by Philip Yancey called Disappointment with God, and it is- uh,
0: And then the other part of that is the three questions no one asks aloud. Yeah. I mean, there and we're not gonna tell you those questions. So you're gonna have to look for it because it really is an incredible book that helped us walk through some of the things that we had even encountered in our own lives. Because everyone has either has this question or you're ministering to somebody who has this question.
1: Yes. And but you've read another book that actually rocked your world on this. Yes,
0: yeah. It's called God on Mute. And I read it probably ten plus years ago. Say that again. God God on mute. On mute. M U T E. Uh, it's by a man named Pete Gregg. And I wrote it when I, I read it. I didn't write it. <laughs> I read it um, when I was a missionary on the mission field. And because we were surrounded by so many circumstances in the area that we served of uh, people really struggling, refugees, all kinds of really, very, very difficult situations, abuse. And people were asking me the questions why hasn't God heard me? What. Why is is he not there in in the midst of all these things and great book, The irony of this is that I was actually working with somebody recently and had recommended this book to them before the granddaughters were ever born. and I hadn't read the book in a while, so I ordered it and was reading it um, at around the same time that all the grandkids were born, and it, it just I felt like. <laughs> I felt like the Lord had shored up my faith for what was coming, and I didn't really realize it. You know, we can take things like births very much for granted that they're healthy, and and every birth is a miracle, whether it, whatever that looks like. But when I had read through this book, I'd highly re- recommend it. It's um, a great, great book by Pete Gregg Greg. Greg G R E G Greg G R E I E I G G R E I G, but it's pronounced Greg, I believe. Okay. So great book if you're looking for either of those resources both great writers both uh, born out of things that they have walked through
1: and the last thing we kind of want to lead you with when you do have these moments of great sorrow what what do you call heart sore that's just a great phrase Mm -hmm. heart sore i might steal that from you and use it in a sermon you can yeah there you go do I have to give you credit, copyright. Yeah. No. okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> I probably got here. it from someone, but
0: it, it <laughs> describes perfectly. Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, it, it does. Um, the best thing you can do, and what we encourage you to do, is worship, and not just worship, but try to find a song that speaks into the situation you're in, the moment, and that can give you a word. And this, I've, um, I had the great experience. You had, what was the song, God is Alive? Uh, What's that song you were singing? House of Miracles. House of Miracles, yeah. Yeah, Come Alive in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's why I don't. I and
0: and my grandkids were singing that as we were praying over Sage Grace. And she has, she has come alive and she is going to be perfectly formed according to God's plan. And so it's good.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you played that song over and over in worship. Yeah. I was at uh, in Texas speaking at uh, my, actually, our youngest son, the church, he's the worship leader at, and it was a divine moment for worship me. Worshiping creative pastor, yeah. you have to get those yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember reading that Nax where Paul and Barnabas were going around appointing <laughs> <competitors> <laughs> of a great. <creative>. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I'm old school. I he know, is
0: yeah. my son, and so I'm proud.
1: Yeah, he so, is. yeah we and, and have And he's got. It was so <laughs> neat to watch him with, with your musical talent and both of our zeal for the Lord just combined up there wor- leading worship. And he played a song I never heard before. Um, "You Keep Hope Alive" by Church of the City. Uh, I tell you, I would encourage you if you've never heard that song, put it on. Repeat like I have for the last forty-eight hours. Uh, we don't sing a lot of songs about hope, but there is hope in Jesus, and you can have hope, and we have hope. We we still we're still praying. I don't let's not say we still pray. For healing over sage.
0: Yeah. God isn't done with this. Yeah. If yet. God
1: can fix the DNA of a blind person and he can fix the DNA of a lo- blind person, he could fix her DNA. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said this in other podcasts, but I love to keep saying this over and over again when people ask me about healings and praying for healings. Does everyone you witness to become a Christian? No. No. But you keep witnessing. Yeah. And does everyone you pray for healing get healed? No. No. But you keep praying for healing. And yeah. then let God be God and trust in him yeah. and find a worship song. And I've just been literally tears. I'm on the plane. Uh, that's probably why the lady wanted to talk to me. She thought probably she needed to comfort me at first because I was just <laughs> in the moment. I had my headphones on just listening. Just there is hope. There is hope. Keep hope alive in Jesus. And that's just a great way to end the podcast of just reminding you. We've given you some resources if yeah. you're going through a tough time right yeah. now. And and, and you Again, we don't say this. We don't say to each other, I'm disappointed with God because it makes it sound like our faith is weak. Mm. No, no. It just means you're being honest at the moment mm-hmm. and, and you you have a heart sore. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for introducing that to me. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I, I can't end this without just camping on that word for a minute, hope, because we have to understand the f- final word is jesus and he was he resurrected out of the grave to bring us hope and this life in a lot of ways is very short it doesn't seem like it when you're in the midst of grief and pain and whatever that form looks like in your life so we never want to belittle it by oh it'll be fine what i want to say to you in this moment it will be fine because jesus will make it right again in the end And so what we're praying over you, and when we end this podcast, we're actually going to pray for you um, after we sign off, that you will have hope and that you will not be discouraged as you walk this path of difficulty because God is in the midst.
1: That's just a good word. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.